boom. Good morning, and this is KLE. This is Sean, your host, and on the other side of the um, yeah the continent of the North Americans, <laughs> it is my good friend and brother and esteemed colleague and um, partner in challenging all Whatever the kinds of sacred cows and built-up fortitudes, strongholds, etc., is my good friend Steve Bissett in all the way from... Good morning. Yes, good morning to you. And how are you, sunshine? <clears throat> I'm so beautiful that it bothers Sean almost every morning. He thinks about it and just stews on it. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we're not doing video. It's, good. it's a good thing. <laughs> you have one of those black dots over my face like the witness protection program. I mean, that's to distort my voice. Yeah. Well, I thought this was a distorted <laughs> voice. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Steve. All right. So we are talking um, all things building his church not our church it's been a really interesting journey that we've been on for the past um, oh, a few months now uh, and it's been really enlivening inspiring it's been thought-provoking and um, very glad that we've got a whole bunch of listeners popping on from all over the place um, in joining us on in our conversation so we are um, looking today, I, you know, something that came up um, last weekend in a discussion with somebody is, um, yeah, so stories are being spread around about me, about uh, when I'm talking about sonship um, principles. And just this morning, I was, I thought, uh, I was busy praying and thinking, you know, what are we going to talk about today? What should we indulge today? And, uh, and I just came back to the scripture from Galatians 4 and uh, verse 4, Galatians 4, verse 4 and 5. It says, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And verse 6 says, and because you are sons of God, uh, because your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. When we're talking, when we're talking, um, really building his church, uh, I mean, he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't build with, with um, what's the word, with members. Would you agree? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was a question. I thought you were just rolling. <laughs> um, actually, as as you were talking there, I thought about the word Ben, uh, like Ben Laden. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, partially Ben Sane. You know, that's me. Half of Ben Sane. Uh, the, but the word Ben uh, always means builder of the family name. It, it's a, it's a son. It's a, it's somebody who who you impart your life to that, that helps build the family name. And that's, that's basically what he uses to, to build his family name, to build the, to build whatever it is, whatever he's building is a son. 
Yes. Well, I mean, you know, it is I, I, I yesterday I was just looking at at some of these scriptures again, and and, um, and I think I, I posted a post on on um, I posted a post on um, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping dot com Facebook blog and uh, Facebook uh, website blog, and uh, just just talking about about you know the fact that. Um, God sent his son, he didn't send a religion, he didn't send, he didn't send a priest, he right. didn't send a prophet, he didn't send a pastor, he didn't send a minister, he sent his son. Uh, and, right. and that became, that is basically the pattern that he chose is to restore, because the word reconcile means to put back into relationship. Uh, back into a good account on relationships. And that's why he gave us his righteousness, et cetera, et cetera. So that we back into right relationship with him as, right. as, as sons, not as, as members of an organization. Right. Right. Well, that's where um, I think that we've mentioned this before, but I remember uh, awakening one morning just saying, father, what is it? I'm, I'm so excited to be alive today. You know, what is it you want me to do today? And he, and he, and he spoke to my heart and he said, I never wanted you to do anything, but just to be Yes. for a servant. knoweth not what his master doeth, but I call you a friend for everything. The father's made known unto me. I've now made known unto you. Yes. And I, I didn't realize how much of my life has been thinking like a servant. And then he immediately took me over to this, to this, uh, the verses that you were reading here. And he just says, since you are not a son, I mean, since you're not a servant anymore, <laughs> since, since you are no longer, uh, you know, verse seven there, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then, then an heir of God through Christ. Uh, first of all, uh, he took me to verse one. He says, now I say that the heir differeth nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors. Until they appointed time of the father, I went, Oh God, I'm so sorry. I got to be under tutors and governors again. I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm sorry. I've let you down. And he said, no, no, read on down. <laughs> so I had to go look it up, you know, and that's when he said, uh, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. He says, your, your whole life you spent trying to serve me. And, and my, my whole journey with you is to show you who you are as a son. Yes. And this is what I believe about you. This is what I think about you. And uh, I'm not thinking of you as a servant. I'm thinking of you as a son. I, this is what I believe. And so it really changed. It changed my outlook on not just that particular day, but, but my life since then. Because I, I always thought I had to try to perform it or always had to try to live up to something or try to get in its good graces, you know, in case I slipped up and did something wrong you know, all that sort of stuff. So anyway, that's, that's kind of part of my journey in the last uh, bunch of years is just, is just learning that he doesn't even view me as a servant. He doesn't view me as somebody who goes out and once he says something and I just run out and obey it, he really believes that I'm out there building his name and his kingdom and his, for his glory and his might and his strength. Yeah. So um, it, it changes a person when they begin to understand how somebody believes about them. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
you know, I, you and I talk a certain way because I know what you believe about me <laughs> to some degree. You know, I know when you hang up, you know, when you talk to Michelle, you probably say different things. But anyway, when, when we're talking together, I know there's certain ways. I know there's things that you believe about me. And so I have the liberty within that then to share, to share certain things and to just be who I am. And, um, but if you're around somebody who believes that you can't do anything, that you're not any good at anything, that you're, uh, that you're spiritually inept, that you're whatever, you have a tendency to, to one, either try to perform the exact opposite way and end up making an idiot of yourself, or two, you end up responding the same way that they believe. Yeah. And it's crazy how we do that, but for some reason or other, we become subject to whatever it is somebody believes about us. Well, the thing is, you know, that it's the, it's the power of influence, uh, you know, is just, right. And I yeah. think, I think, you know, there's, there's good influence and there's bad influence. And it's like we were, we were talking yesterday as well as you, you know, the, the, the thing about it is what were we talking about yesterday that I was going to having a moment here. Did we talk yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, what was I going to say now? Oh my goodness! Anyway, <laughs> that's, that's terrible. I, I was thinking of so much about yesterday that I've forgotten, and I was listening to you now, and I forgot my point. That's really interesting. Um, but uh, man, but oh yes, just just in 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 the the whole um, uh, concept of of how you get treated, how you get influenced, how you, um, right. you know, how, how people posture themselves towards you can either develop you or, or it restricts you. That's basically, um, right. Right. We were just talking about how people can actually, they can receive from you or not receive from you. And I think that's right. in our sunshine. We were talking yesterday. I remember now. Yeah. You remember now. <laughs> So we weren't having an old person's moment there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so it is, um, you know, the, the, we have to begin to believe that we, that, that God has the word therefore for adopted as sons we, that we might receive the adoption as sons is we and we is to be placed um, to be placed as a son, um, and that's in in the full respect of sonship. And I think, you know, I posted on on Facebook uh, the beginning of this week. I think it was on Monday. And, and, I, and what I said was, pe people with an orphan spirit who presume they are fathers will actually resist right. the spirit of sonship because because the spirit of sonship means that they are still orphans and and that they haven't yet received that seal of 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 being you know and the seal not not being anything legally that they that they sort of have to acquire but but something that they believe about themselves and something that they receive within themselves and they just don't right. it's a signet in your heart yeah it is. And, and but now is because they've still got this orphan heart they haven't really connected with God as father they haven't had they haven't had been nurtured in their own faith and their own character and their own growth uh, uh, growth as and maturity as 
coming into maturity as sons. And so what happens is they actually, you know, they, they experience this constant um, sort of uh, sense or feeling of, of an orphan. But now they, because right. they're in a position of leadership, they presume that they are fathers. And so what happens is now they, um, but they resist the spirit of sonship. They don't want the spirit of sonship around because it reveals their orphan. And orphans always w move towards being a dictator. That, that's really what happens. Right. Because they, they have to prop themselves up in somehow and protect their throne, you know? Yeah, an orphan usually believes that if I'm going to get it, I have to get it myself. I mean, there's nobody going to do it for me. Uh, nobody's going to attain this for me. Nobody's going to, if I'm going to attain it or gain it or, or inherit it or whatever, it's got to be me. I mean, I, uh, there's nobody else in my life that's going to do that. And so it's the bootstrap mentality. If I don't pull myself up my, my own bootstraps, you know, it's not going to happen. So uh, it is a kind of that lone, um, not lone wolf, I guess. Well, it might be lone wolf type thing, but it's one of those things where, where it's, it's you and you alone, and it, you're really not including your father even in that. I, he, you may add him to your life here and there because he benefits whatever it is that you're doing, you know, your goal, your ultimate goal or whatever, but, but he, is not the, he is not your life. He is not the instigator of your life. He's not the goal and the motive. He is, he is a, he's something that helps you get there. And that's, that's what an orphan a lot of times do. He, he becomes a user and he uses God. He uses God's name. He uses all sorts of things uh, as long as it's benefiting him and his goal and his purpose. Yeah. Well, it was interesting, you know, I, I looked up the word, um, uh, yeah, in Weathesia, and the word, um, the, the word is two, is, is um, a compound of two words. One is weos, which is now being a, a, a son, a, an established, grown-up, mature son. And the other one is um, that word we were talking, using last week, which was uh, tithemi. And uh, it's interesting to oh. that tithemi in in the in the Strong's says it it's actually properly in a passive or horizontal posture, and thus different from another word which properly denotes as an upright and active position. In other words, is that tithemi means to be placed actually without your effort. Right. So right. It's, it's to be placed. Um, in that legal uh, adopted place without any effort and you don't right. have to work to keep it you didn't work to get it and so it's it's not a it's not an active place it's a it's a very it's to be appointed to be, to be conceived um, actually to kneel down to posture um, to ordain of course and and to purpose and to put forth it's it's really you know it's without that that working to try and get it. However, there's so many people that are still operating in in an orphan mentality because they they just haven't allowed the the they haven't experienced that that the spirit of the son in their hearts crying Abba Father yet that seal of of the right. spirit crying Abba Father. 
Right. Yeah. And that goes back to something that we talked about before, as far as work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, because I, because being a performance oriented type person, uh, believing that I had to do whatever it is that, uh, not only a, a servant, you know, I had to do whatever it is God told me to do. You know, if you're going to be saved, you're going to have to do it yourself. But it's that's, it's that orphan type thing where, um, it's not him who works in me both will and do of his good pleasure. Uh, if he told me I'm going to be saved, well, then I better go about trying to get saved. Yeah. And so my whole thing then began to try to perform something to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The word work out, uh, doesn't mean like to exercise or to, to pump iron. <laughs> you know, it, it literally means, um, it's a word picture in the Greek, which simply means to engage with in order to do. In other words, the picture is something's already in motion and you come alongside it and take upon yourself that same motion in order to do whatever it is that that thing's already in motion to do. So yeah. you're engaging with it. It's almost like, it's almost like two gears and you let out the clutch and the gears then mesh and begin to function properly. Yes. And that's basically that picture is that I engage with something that's already in motion in order to do it. Uh, so it's not a trying to labor in my own works or anything else. Uh, you know, it's the gift of God, <laughs> not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah. So, um, you know, that uh, even our, even the faith in that particular verse, uh, it's the gift of God lest any man should boast. It's not something that I try to work up. Well, I've got more faith than you, so therefore my salvation is worked out more. No, it, it says, it says it's, we are all saved by grace, true faith, and that not of yourselves. Yes. <laughs> that not of yourselves. It, it's the gift of God. It's a gift uh, of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah. So it's not of works. None of it's of works. It's something that you come alongside, just like that word said that you're talking about there it's not of my own effort it's something that i've been he has placed me in uh because it's his choice yeah. because it's something he did right so right and it's a, it's a living relationship i mean you know his sons just right. puts it into that into a different context to what our thinking is because we still have this paradigm really of of being a member of a country club kind of thing. We, you know, is we right. that, that to be accepted, to be, uh, to have the full rights and status, to have the full, you know, the full rights of, of being in Christ, we have to be members of some organization or some religion. And that's the point that I try and, and communicate is that it's not about being part of a religion. It's about your living relationship as a son, a weos of God. And weos, of course, is a stage of, of development, a stage of growth, a stage of, of uh, maturity that, that we grow into. But God sees us as that already. He doesn't right. see us in our infantile, infantile you know, state. He actually sees us as grown up, fully developed, mature sons who can represent and reflect who he is. That's how, that's how he sees us, you know, and yeah, he believes that <laughs> he absolutely does. We, and, and the thing is that, you know, it was interesting to me is that, that uh, you know, I heard somebody spreading rumors about me that, that, uh, you know, that 
I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm saying, what? <laughs> just like, what? Um, anyway, it just, it's interesting to me is that, is that, but often, that's what I'm saying is orphans will always resist, you know, the, 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 um, the sense or the, the mindset or the attitude of people coming into a relationship with their heavenly father directly. And that's what right. God builds with. God is building. The Father wants sons. He doesn't want members. We are members of the body right. of Christ, and we are we are living stones in His in His overall building, and and we are His husbandry. And so we, you know we citizens of the kingdom and all the rest of it. But ultimately, we are sons of the kingdom. That's our that's our legal standing. That's our our position in Christ. Right. <clears throat> Something you were saying yesterday, um, that in relationship, um, you know, like our relationship is non-negotiable. Yes. It's something that is already placed there, and I'm not, I'm not putting it up for discussion. I mean, it's, you know, we're brothers, and that's, that's where it's going to be. I mean, that's no it. matter what happens in life, you yeah. know, that's. I'm, I'm here. And that when we were just now talking, I thought, you know, that's what God believes about us. Our relationship to him as sons is non-negotiable. Exactly. He really, I will never leave you nor forsake you, not even to the end of the age. I'm never going to, I begin this good work in you. I will complete it. You are my workmanship. I'm the alpha. Right. And the Omega, I'm the beginning and the end. Uh, I begin this work in you. I'm going to make sure that it takes place. In fact, you've been already predestinated to be conformed into my likeness and image. I've already determined that that's where you're going to be, and I'm going to make sure it happens. Yeah. And I guess that's where even coming into a point of engaging with that in order to do. um, you know, it says, uh, beholding as it were in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. Uh, my problem is I've, uh, you know, we always see ourselves. I, I should say our problem, but it's really my problem too. I see myself, I look in the mirror and I see all my faults, my shortcomings still to this day. I still see a lot of the shortcomings I see. Oh man, I didn't do that right. Or I don't do that. What, whatever it is. Mm. But he says, if you behold in the mirror, the glory of the Lord. Because that's what he believes. He believes that I am the shining image, the reflection of his light, of his glory, of his might, of his strength, of his power. I'm the reflection of him. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's what he believes. He believes that if you look on me, you see him. So if I look in the mirror and I behold glory, it says I'm changed into that same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. It's not. It's not a matter of me trying to do something or accomplish something more. I just begin to believe what he already believes and see what he already sees. I look in the mirror and I see glory. And as I see that, I'm changed into that same image from glory to glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord, because I'm agreeing with what he believes. If any two of you agree on earth as touching that thing, it shall be done for you. Yeah. I'm just agreeing with my father. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, 
I, for me, it's like, it just, uh, the, 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 the sense of, of, um, how want I say this, the, the strongholds that actually hold us back from our, our, our identity, the strongholds that hold us back from who we really are, are all right. their mindsets, you know, and it's, it's right. That's true. You know, we have these things legally. We, we have the status, and I, I use that word, is because we've been in, instated, we've been set in, we've been ordained, we've been placed. Weathesia is a powerful, powerful word. It's that we've received the adoption as sons, you know, uh, the that we might be adopted as sons with, and, and the Amplified says with all the rights as fully grown members of a family. And so, you know, that is been instituted, but in our mindset, we still have this orphan mentality. And, right. and so basically we can have the, uh, we can be, we can have the sonship spirit, but do we have the spirit of sonship? And that's, right. you know, is like the one is the one is the the actual legal side of it, but the other side is our our, our attitude, our our mindset, our our thinking. Right. Is that have we identified ourselves fully in our mind? You know, I I talk to I talk to people that still struggle with the concept that that they are sons, and I'm thinking it's to me it's a like a simple thing because for, for me it was. You know, always having grown up, you know, in poor and and put down and and whatever else, and 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 one of the things that I really struggled with was significance, the sense of significance that I needed. But once I right. understood, once I understood, hey, you know what? I am a son of God, and it doesn't matter what anybody says, it doesn't matter what anybody does. Uh, I am a son of God. And I used to teach right. my, my sons that I would say, because they would say, you know what so-and-so said about me. I said, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody says about you. You listen to my, right. to my voice. You listen to your dad. And I'm telling you, right. you are my son. It doesn't matter where you go in the world. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you feel like. You are a son of Sean. And nothing changes that. Do you understand? That is your security. That is your right. that is your confidence. You are Sean's son. We might not be wealthy, we might not be famous, but you are my son, and that makes all the difference in the world. And so, I am here for you. I will support you. I will defend right. you. I will provide for you to the best of my ability at all times. You call me when you're struggling because you are my son. And and I yeah. thought, you know, I told told my kids, and I thought to myself. Well, why aren't we doing that as, 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 you know, it's just like, what, what is the matter? And I re remember one day I, I'd, I'd done something really, I messed up on an issue and I was walking down the road and I was just going, God, you know, I, I just feel like so terrible. I, you know, I was just feeling sorry for myself. And, and the Lord spoke that, that scripture to mine and he said, if you being earthly or an evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father right. give things to those that, um, uh, that, that love him, you know, how much more right. he loves is how much more will he give the Holy spirit? And, and, uh, and I thought to myself, wow, you know, 
that, and, the, and the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, Sean, you're my son. Would you reject your sons, your children, because they did something wrong? And I said, no, you know. And, and he said, so why would you think I would do differently? How much more will I do for you? Right. And I said, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's just we, we, what we've done is we, we've sort of adopted this mentality, religious mentality that we've got to earn our significance. In right. This house. right. And, we, and we don't. You know what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm preaching now, but you know, it's just what I was thinking of is that scripture where, where Jesus went to John the Baptist to be baptized, and he hadn't done anything yet. His ministry hadn't started. He hadn't he hadn't performed any miracles. He hadn't done anything. He just went to be initiated into uh, the 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 preaching of the gospel of the kingdom, and and John baptizes him. And when he comes out of the water, the father speaks out of heaven and says, this is my son, my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. And right there, the father sealed him with, with that sense of, you know, it doesn't matter what you do or don't do. You are my son, period. Right. Yeah, this is, and I guess that brings it back. What you kept trying to show your sons is what do you, even though everybody else is giving you a different picture in the mirror, I'm giving you a picture of who you are. This is who you really are. Yes. So every time you look in this mirror, I want you to see this because this is what I want you to believe. Um, I, I know I keep harping on this thing about performance, you know, and try, and of course that's kind of what we're talking about this morning is trying to perform something. Yeah. And, um, uh, part of the thing is I'm saying, well, Lord, I didn't really do that for you. I didn't really do all this stuff. I didn't, you know, I'm not really doing the word as I should, you know, I mean, if you say something, you know, basically it's not really evident in my life, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of looking at that as opposed to looking at what he believes about who I am. And it says, uh, there in James, it talks about that same thing about the mirror type principle. And it says for any, if, uh, if you be a doer of the word and not hearers only deceiving or be, but be doers of the word, not hearers only deceiving your own selves and see, Every time I read that word, it became condemnatory to me. Yes. Because I thought, well, I'm just a hearer. I'm not doing this. And he says, for if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like unto a man beholding his own natural face in the glass, in the mirror. The word natural there is the word genesis. Yes. What happens is if I look in the mirror, all I'm seeing is the fact that I'm not doing this right. I'm looking at that tree as a knowledge of good and evil and saying, no, I'm not doing it good. I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing, in fact, I may not be doing evil, but I'm just not doing it right. Yeah. And uh, that's still the wrong tree. And that tree, it says the day I partake of it, I die. Yeah. And he says, I want you to begin as a son of God to eat from this tree of life. That, that, that tree that always produces life. It says, for if he beholds himself, uh, for, for the man who looks in a, uh, beholding himself in his own natural face in a glass, um, it says, for he beholds himself, goeth his way, and straightway forgets who he was or what manner of man he was. Yeah. What, what happens is, if I forget who I am, this is what this says here, I'm not going to do the word naturally because i don't believe that's who i am i forgot who yeah. i was but if i remember my genesis 
if I remember who began this in me, if I remember who spoke it and said, this is who you are, let there be light, let there be earth, let there be holy. You, you are holy, not be ye holy as I am holy to try to perform it. You are holy as I am holy. Be ye holy, be their light, be their whatever. And he says, this is who you are. If I remember that, I will naturally do the word of God because that's who I am. Yeah, it's I don't believe any differently. I just, I'm naturally going to do that because that's just, I do whoever it is I believe I am. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a natural, a supernatural, natural thing that flows out of who we are. Right. It's not right. like you're saying, it's, it's not a performance thing. That's what I was going to say earlier is that, you know, we think to get significance, we have to approach God, you know, fulfilling some kind of obligations, some kind right. of, um, some kind of, uh, you know, performance uh, standard where you have to meet certain expectations, conditions, rules, regulations. And the fact is, is that that's what blessed me about what I saw about Jesus and, and the father speaking over Jesus, you know, at, at the baptism, at John's baptism, was God saying, you're my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He, he hadn't done anything yet. All he was right, was... Right, that's true. He had just been a son. And and I think right. to, you know, um, is that we, we're always looking to, you know, am I getting it right? Am I getting it wrong? Is the spirit, is the right. soul? Is, you know, um, and the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, he's, I'm looking at the scripture again in the Amplified, and he said, he came, he's, God sent his son so that he might redeem and liberate those who were under the law, that we who believe might be adopted as sons, as God's children with all the rights, as fully grown members of a family. And because you really are his sons, <laughs> you know, they can't get a better emphasis than that. Because you really right, are right. sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then also an heir through the gracious acts, the gracious act of God through Christ. We, we are heirs. We are established. We have the, he's right. given us the seal of the spirit of sonship in our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. We have right. a place of significance. We have that place. Of, of tremendous right. significance in the earth as sons of the of the father sons of the kingdom of god <laughs> i mean man wow we just we just don't get it sometimes do we <laughs> you know i was thinking about the mount of transfiguration too where basically the same type of thing happened uh, except for he'd taken a few guys up there with him and uh, uh moses and elijah appeared with christ Right. Um, you know, on the mount there. And so what, what we have is a picture of, we have the law, we have the prophets, and then we have the son. Yeah. Now, oftentimes we still try, uh, we're like Peter. We said, well, let's go ahead and build three tabernacles here for each one of them. You know, I mean, I'm going to retain the law and I'm going to retain the prophets and I'm going to retain Christ somehow we're going to try to make all three of these work together. And, and the father at that point says, this is my son. Hear ye him. This is my son. Yeah. I, this is who I, this, this is the new thing that I'm doing. This is the thing I've done in you. It's not according to the law anymore. 
It's not according to what's going to happen or what I believe is going to happen or anything else. This is who you are now. This is my son. Hear ye him. If he said this about this, if he said this, whatever it is that, that he has said is true. And so this is my son. Hear ye him. He's not going to speak for another. He, he won't speak for himself. Um, you know, he won't testify of himself. He only went there to testify of me. And that's the thing that gets me about people saying, well, I speak by the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and they're saying uh, they, they qualify it. Then they say, well, I've prayed and fasted for 40 days, 40 nights, and this is what the Lord told me. Mm. And they're, they're supposedly speaking for God, but it says that he who speaks by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will not testify of himself. He just won't do it. Yes. So if I'm speaking by the Holy Spirit, am I going to testify of myself at all? No. Mm. I'm going to testify of Christ. I'm going to give you Christ. I'm not going to give you what I've done or try to qualify it or disqualify it or anything else. I don't want the eyes on me. I want you to see Christ. And so I guess that's the same thing here is it's not by the law. It's not by the prophets. And it's not by what we've done. I can't point to the fact that I, I prayed and fasted for 40 days. I can't. I can't testify the fact that I studied this for the last uh, 30 years and this is what I've come up with. You know, what difference does that make to anybody else? What life does that give unless I speak to you by Christ? Yeah. So don't, I don't have to testify. This is my son. Hear ye him. Hmm. You know, I, I, not by the law, not by the prophets. That stuff is, is gone away. I've done a brand new covenant with you, yeah. in you, through you. And this is who you are now. Yeah. You're standing just like my son. As he is, so are you in this world right, right now. Right. So don't keep trying to do all the law. Don't try keeping, keep trying to say, well, this is what the prophet said about us. So this is what's going to happen. No, this is my son. Hear ye him. And this is what he says you are. You look in the mirror. This is who you are right here. Yeah. He begin this work in you. He's going to make sure it happens. So yeah. now you can rest, you know, you can rest in that now. You don't have to try to do this. This is something like you said, that took me. It's, it's something that you, that was done to you and you are, you are at rest in it. You, you can't get up and work this. Yeah. It's like what we were talking about a few days ago. You know, the, the, um, the, there was a greater light made to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. Yeah. Each light having its own glory. I mean, each, celestial body having its own glory as it says in first Corinthians 15 but uh, in Genesis it says there is a lesser light to rule the night and the greater light to rule the day Jesus says while I'm yet with you it's still day but night comes when no man can work Christ left the earth so it's now nighttime that it's time for no there is no light Christ left the only thing that is left here on earth to rule the darkness is the moon Yes. It says the lesser light is to rule the night. We are to rule the night. The only way we can rule the night is to the degree in which we reflect that sun. It's, not, it's nothing we can do of ourselves. It's no generating of light. There's nothing we can do. It's a, it's a place of rest, a place of, a place of joy, a place of peace. And all I do is reflect the sun of the living. It's just like that mirror beholding glory. I'm going to reflect that glory because that's who I believe I am. I'm going to reflect that. I don't have to try to work this up. I don't have to try to work up feelings or deliverances or anything else. This yeah. is just who I am. Yeah, exactly. So, 
here, take this. Uh, it's so funny. I, I guess that's where I got into the doctrine of baptisms and laying on of hands, too, which is part of the uh, foundational principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. It's the, those two are together. They aren't separated. They're, it says doctrine of baptisms and laying on of hands. It joins the two on purpose. And the word baptizo uh, means to be totally suffused or whelmed. In other words, it's like a log or a piece of wood being put into the water, and after a period of time, every single cell, every single fiber is so full of whatever it was it was immersed into that when you pull it up out of the water, it continually oozes or continually drips from that, doesn't, uh, from that substance. So it's just, it's whelmed, fully whelmed. It's, it's, it's suffused. It's, it's into every fiber of its being. So if I'm baptized into Christ, if I'm baptized in the Holy Spirit and power, if I'm baptized into the cloud, if I'm baptized into the body, if I'm baptized into that, I'm so fully whelmed with it that when you bring me up out of it, if you happen to do that, it's, I'm going to ooze it. And so laying on of hands, it, it'd be like I'm so dripping with it that if I just extend my hand even towards you or my shadow even passes you, you're going to get whatever it is I got. I'm just going to slop it on you, basically. I mean, here, here, take this. You know, and you just you ooze it out of every fiber of your being. Yes. And that's the, that's the picture that you get with the doctrine of baptism is laying on of hands. I mean, in simplicity. Yeah. And so, uh, when you begin to realize as a son of God, this is the, these are the foundational principles, by the way, of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that, and we're still talking about that at Repentance from Dead Works. We've been talking for the last, what, eight weeks on Repentance from Dead Works and Faith Toward God. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't gotten off that yet. That's the very first two. Well, very first one foundational principle of the doctrine of Jesus Christ is repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Yeah. So we've been talking about that without saying, hey, we're talking to you about the foundational principle of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Who, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just we're laying again that foundation in people so that they can understand this is who you are. It's repentance from your own works. It's not the works of righteousness which we have done, but it's Christ who is at work in you, both the will and to do of his good pleasure. Yeah. So now it's faith toward God. It's not. It's not the works of righteousness which we've done. So, anyway, I, I'm now. I now you got me preaching, brother. I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah, but, but you know the thing about it is, is that if we don't, that that's why we get questions like, um, you know, I, I don't know. I just I just look at at Christian forums, you know, church forums and prophetic forums and stuff, and and you see all this basic stuff still going on. You know how how you know how do I get my prayer answered? Can can I have everybody praying for me so you know that that my my father will be healed, kind of thing? And what we what we missing here is that. More prayer doesn't get it happening. You know, we can't persuade no. and manipulate God because we've got 10,000 no. people instead of 1,000 people shouting at heaven. And and we, right. we, we've we got to get behind, how do I get my prayer answered? How do I, you know, I'm struggling. How do I get my need met? How do I, uh, right. you know, is we, we've got to get behind these things. And 
you know, because I'm on social media. It's like trying to move the hand of the reluctant God. Well, that's it. You know, we, 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 that, we that servant that um, had the one talent and, and said, well, I saw you as an austere, um, hard, you know, uh, right. master. Right. And therefore, I just buried the thing. And, and I don't know what, I didn't know what to do. And I just buried it. And, and so he said, well, if you, if you thought I was that, then you should have just placed it. In, you know, because right. I'm going to demand something from it. But God doesn't come like that. The other guys are going, hey, I've got this this opportunity. I've got been given this this um, this grace, this responsibility. Let's go and do something with it. And and right. we're still sitting. Everybody's bearing their little thing, hoping that somebody's got the right answer for them. You know, please, we're looking for this some kind of horoscope. You know, divine. Right. We run from meeting to meeting, and bless God, if the guy in the white suit, the white shoes, and the white Bible comes to town, he's got to have the answer. You know, as right. we've got this this prophetic conference, this prophetic meeting, that thing, this apostolic thing, and and so we run from one thing to the other, trying to find actually our significance as sons. We we wanting. You know, as orphans, we run from meeting to meeting saying, you know, please bless me. Please give me an answer. Please give me in my heritage. Uh, please, uh, you a know, word. You please know, give well, me a word. That's really what it is, is give me a word that makes everything better. Give me the silver bullet. Give me the, the thing that's going to make it all better. And the fact is, is that meantime, we've got a whole generation going to hell. We, we're losing a generation right. because we're not bringing... We're not representing the kingdom of God as sons of God. We, we, we are trying yeah. to still be members of a church, of some religious institution, and there's no significance to us. The word significance, right. you're a sign. You're a sign to the world of a heavenly father. And so right. we're bothered about our little thing that we're not being significant as sons of God to the world. And that, you know... Right. When you're talking evangelism or whatever, you know, revival, I sat with those those leaders and everybody's like praying revival, revival, and I'm saying, what does that look like? What what is, what is it right. like? What are you what are you thinking when you're thinking revival? I tell you what you're thinking. Somebody with in white suit, white shoes, and and a white Bible comes into town stands on the platform and everything changes, you know, and suddenly we've got all this. <laughs> revival stuff pouring out you know falling out running out and it doesn't matter of our status you know we'll roll around fall around cry weep and and everything and people are just going to come flocking back and as it that's not going to change anything we've had those right. it's when when the sons of god begin to arise and and begin to live out their relationship with the Father and begin to bring that relationship to others. Show them the Father. That's all Jesus did. He showed people right. the kingdom and the Father. That's that's what, what he did. He didn't do anything else. Right. He didn't perform it. He, he just, you know, I, I often think, Steve, was when Jesus went into um, that uh, the pool of Bethesda, there were sick people there for many, many years. He heals one guy and walks out. Right. right. You know, most ministers, most people, anybody that I know today, if they've gone in and one guy after 38 years takes up his bed and walks, will say, line them up, <laughs> baby. The, the presence of God is here. <laughs> right. <Yeah. coughs> Let's pray now. <coughs> and uh, yeah, and so they would try and get on their, their whole hobby horse there. 
and pray for everybody, you know, and then we, we don't understand why nobody else got healed because Jesus went in and did what the father told him to do. He represented right. the father as a son. That's it. We, you know, and, and I, this is what the message I try to get across and boy, but do they fight me for this? Why do people fight you for the thing that, that is like the, the, the greatest thing you can have? Why is that? Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, they want to argue their position so that they can justify what they really what they really believe and what's happening to their life. Yeah, that's why. Regardless whether it's right or wrong. Right. Yeah, because I have to justify. You know, I, I can't I can't justify what's going on in my life and has been for the last twenty years because this is the way I believe. I can't I can't just I can't reconcile what you're saying and what I'm saying, because this is how it's been in my life and it hasn't been going well, but yet I can't, I can't live, I can't live what you're talking about here or I haven't seen it in my life the last 20 years. So I have to justify how I believe yes. it's something that changed my life here a few years ago, because I, I always thought, you know, like you said, we're going to have these prayer requests. I'm going to pray to God more. I've got to do this. I, you know, and, and pray and ask the Lord, you know, whatever. I'm going to ask him for different things, and I'm going to I'll make sure I get them. And uh, John 16, I was reading John 16 one day, and this says, uh, Up until now, or in this day, you shall ask me nothing, but verily, verily, I say unto you, you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Uh, there's four different words for the word ask, I think. In Greek, it might be five. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, one of them means to beg. One of them means to make a request. One of them means to inquire. In other words, like a, a question. And um, I, I, I think there's two more, but I, I, I know one in particular uh, that I'm going to get to here in a second. The one that we never touch on is the one that he's saying, he's talking about here. He says, up to this point, you've asked me for nothing. The word ask me for nothing or ask, there is the word to make a request. Up till now, you've requested as a favor of me, nothing. You haven't requested any favors of me up to this point. That's what he's saying. But he said, from now on, I want you to ask anything of the Father in my name that shall let your joy may be full. Every single time he tells the disciples to ask, ask and it should be given to you, seeking you shall find, uh, whatever you ask the Father. You know, all those, every time he says ask, and he tells the disciples to ask, from then on is this other word, which is the word ayateo, which means simply to demand what is already due. Yeah. It has already been laid up in an account for you. It's already been done. It's already been accomplished. It's like it's in a bank account and you're going to write a check to put a demand on that account. That's all you're doing. It's already in the account. Now put a demand on what is already due. Yes. It's not to sit there and, and, and shout at the Lord, uh, you know, this is what I need now is some recalcitrant little child that, that doesn't get his own way. It means it's already due. It's already in place. And due means right now. It's already set up so that it can happen right now. So to put a demand on that account because it's already due. Yes. And 
it changed my way of praying. It changed my way of approaching my father because before I was trying to move his hand to do something, but now I realize it's already been done. It's already in my account. And all I'm doing is putting in demand on what is already in that account. Yeah. And it, it, it's changing. It's still changing. It's still transforming me into that likeness and image to where I can speak to something and put a demand on what is already due. And instead of trying to request, sitting there trying to beg or even inquiring of the Lord, yeah. it's not to demand as a favor. <laughs> and I think that was the other one to demand as a favor, but it's, it's not, it's none of those. It's this demand what is already due. And so every time he says, I want you to ask of me that your joy may be full. I want you to ask whatever it is that the father may do it for you. <laughs> you know, I want you to ask every time he says that it's demand what is already due. Yeah. And it just, it, like I said, it changed. It's a place of rest. It's a place of peace. It's not something I'm having to try to move his hand or to move whatever it is, heaven and earth to make it happen. It's already done. It's already accomplished. It's already set in motion. It's already, and all I'm doing is now engaging with in order to do. That's right. And it just, it's simplified rather than trying to work up faith or work up this or do yeah. anything else. It's simplified that process and that relationship. It's now a relationship with my father. This yeah. is already done for you, son. I've already, I've already put it in your account. It's already due you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's already your inheritance. It's already in there. Now all you do is make a withdrawal, put a demand on it, make a withdrawal. And so it just, it, I don't know, it changed the way I, it changed my relationship with my father rather than trying to beg him to yeah. move his hand. So it's not an um, austere, it's not an austere relationship anymore of, of, I mean, I come back down to Galatians chapter four, verse seven, as we end off and, and, you know, wherefore thou art no more a servant. There's no more right. subjection. There's no more uh, subserviency. There's no more of this right. uh, performance. And I don't have a right. I mean, servants don't, didn't, don't have a right to anything. Right. They serve because they have to. And that's the obligation. Right. He says, but you are no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of, then an heir of God through Christ. And the Christ, word yeah. is, is clairon omos. And it means, <coughs> it means getting an apportionment, a share by lot. That is an inheritor, literally and figuratively, by implication, a possessor. Somebody that actually that actually has a right to, and it, it means like um, a portion as it's if- It's your account. <laughs> yes, by extension and the acquisition, an acquisition given to you by a father. So, so you know, the whole, the whole confidence, the whole, I mean, faith is really just having that confidence that, that what you're doing, you know, you're doing because God is doing it through you and with you and for you. You know, you don't have to. It, it's just that that like you 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 talk about all the time that noun that place of I know 
you know, it, it, you don't have faith when you're doubting your relationship. That's the really right. If you're thinking that you have to convince God, manipulate God, try and get God right. to do something, right. you are not operating in faith. You're going to be always no. doubting yourself, always be wondering if it's going to work or not. But when you are in relationship with your father as a son and you know this is your portion, this is your inheritance, you know, Jesus right. never ever preached trying to get your needs met. Never did. Right. He preached the kingdom. No. You know, he's because as a son, you just know. You get a fish. It's all right. The fish will pay the taxes. No problem. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like... Okay, we got five thousand people. Oh dear, uh, how many? You know, what are you guys going to do? Oh well, boy, um, you know, Seven Eleven doesn't have enough bread for us this this day. And right. Go, well, what have you got? Oh, we got a lunch. Okay, that's no problem. He had right. that sense of of I am a son, and and the father will, and he. That's why he blesses it. He blesses it because he knows the father is involved in this. It's not a problem. Right. It's not a problem. Right. And gives, gives thanks for it first and then blesses it. Yes. And then as he distributes it, it multiplies. It, it increases. That's right. That's right. Um, how about this one? Hey, Peter, uh, you want to go out again? No, no, Jesus. We fished all night. Nothing happening here. This, the fish have sort of gone on vacation. Like, no problem. <laughs> Put the net on the other side. Okay. Well, you know, we have fished all night. You know, Jesus, we are the fish. Yeah. This is our business. We did do this for like three generations. Yes, but put the right. net on the other side. Okay, at your word, we will do this. You know, I don't really yeah. know anything, but I'll just do this because you say so. Put the net. That's right. Bam, baby. We've got to catch a fish that that you know supplied their business for the next couple of weeks. And so, right. You know, we, we miss this point. And the thing is, we're always looking at it like, that's Jesus, you know. It's like, not right, me. right. I'm a, I'm a sinful man, depart from me. But Jesus was actually showing them, hey, this is right. the place that you need to come into. This is what right. I'm actually presenting to you. And I was just like, lastly, lastly, I mean, really lastly, is I was looking at John chapter 14 now. And, and, uh, and he says, Philip says, uh, where does it go? Thomas says to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God and the real truth, the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And he was really saying to them, he goes, believe also me, in my Father's house are many places. And he, he wasn't talking about mansions in the sky that we're going to escape to. He was talking about right. in the Father's house. There are many places of sons for sons. <laughs> yes. I mean, we, we got this escape mentality, and that's why we, we're so impotent in the earth. We're just like, right. you know, we, we're trying to convince, hope God gets us through, escape all the difficulty, but we haven't taken our place as no. sons. In the well, we haven't taken that dominion that's been given to us as kings, as sons, as because it says rule and reign in life. In life, exactly. As one. Yes. In Christ Jesus. I mean, not, it's not someday yonder. It's in life. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, the, thank you, Steve. I, I mean, I just, this was really on my heart. And, and it, it's a message that we're going to probably have to repeat numerous times because, you know, we need to, we need to break through the culture that's been imposed on people's mindset of subservience. 
and and really right. we we you know and we, remind ourselves for crying out loud i mean yeah i mean i'm still growing in this as well as i'm not sitting here like i know it all definitely not yeah I'm, you know in fact you know i i'm doing this morning i'm talking about it you know with you because i just need to affirm you know yes i'm i'm saying the right thing i'm not crazy you know <laughs> it's just like right right um, and and you know yeah so we'll we'll probably have to do this again just simply because we have to we have to come and change that mindset and hopefully another generation will catch on to it and walk in and you know powerfully right. and and in confidence and with an absolute absolute confidence um, and consciousness of the of their sonship so right. just to the everybody listening and just say you know really take time to to the listeners, take time to meditate on these things. Really go and look at the scriptures where it talks about sonship. It's interesting. It's the word most used in the New Testament. Christian used once. Once. Disciple wow. used Isn't more that crazy? Often, but son is used like an abundance of times in the New Testament. I'm not even talking Old, Old Testament. Just the right. New Testament. Right. And so, you know, it's the prevalent way that, that, that God has addressed us the church in in uh, in the new covenant and so right. we 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 missing we missing something when we when we looking at and identifying with other roles or other stereotypical tags or whatever the right and and to to and to the ministers you know if there's leaders listening and hopefully their leaders listening if you're a leader and you're listening and you you are you know imparting to people's lives influencing the lives teaching whatever you're doing is you know this has got to be the place that you've got to start you've got to affirm this in people's lives they're not your sons they're not they're god's sons they the sons of the king right. people are and and we need to set the the, the children free, stop bringing them into a spirit of subservience and start seeing them come into the spirit of adoption whereby they cry, Abba Father, to their father. Right. And build right. a relationship. That's, you know, I really want to encourage everybody on that. So, yeah, Steve, thanks for being with us today again. And, um, yeah, that was a great one. We got, we got going there on that one, man. <laughs> <laughs> We preached up a storm on that one. That's uh, that's obviously something that we're very passionate about, and um, and so I and yeah, just, I noticed when they when the uh, when the audio starts pinning up in the red because we're shouting at each other. I know we we're onto something. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, well, so I I, I hope um, well. Thank you, listeners, for being with us today, and um, whether you're listening uh, today or tomorrow or next week or the week after, it's really great having we we do appreciate you being with us and um, and uh, i trust that uh, you've been encouraged and inspired again to begin to think differently about who you are and uh, yes our hearts i agree our hearts are really really there to to uh, to see you grow up into these things you know not again you're not attaining it but something that you need to begin to change your mindset your attitude about who you are who you really really are and so um, thank you for being with us we appreciate spending time with us again all right so everybody have a super super weekend god bless you until next time this is sean and steve saying goodbye goodbye <laughs>